Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Kiss and Tell Radio. Kiss and Tell Networks has collaborated with our new co-producers, Reverie, and we have a special gift for you guys. When you download the Reverie app on iTunes, Android, or whatever media stream you use, use the code KAT2017 to get 10% off your first three months. That is 10% off. So grab your favorite streaming device and make sure that you turn in every Friday for Kiss and Tell Radio. Now let's get the show started. This is Kiss and Tell Radio. Calendria doing the heavy lifting. I thought that was June's Diary. It is June's Diary. Oh, this is not Destiny's Child. I thought DC, but I I didn't hear B, so I was like, wait. But you hear the Kelly. But I heard the Kelly. Yes, yes. yes. I heard Kelly. Yes, but that was June's Diary. Shout out. And you know, they mentioned that on our show that they were going to be doing the national anthem at the celebrity Mm -hmm. basketball game at Essence Fest. And they came through and showed up and showed out. Delivered. Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of Kissing (laughs) Radio. Hi, Jace. How are you? My name is Char. Four letters. Char with an S. Hi, y'all. What's up? How y'all doing? Thank you, June's Diary, for showing up. Yes, they did so well. <laughs> and I tagged well. you all in a thread that someone did yes. uh, about their performance. Yes. I saw the mm-hmm. love on top and things like they did. So they dropped the mixtape. Um, I saw, but it's Friday, full of covers. Friday afternoon. But that was the plan. <laughs> okay. Um, even when when I interviewed Ashley back on Conversate, mm-hmm. um, she talked about they wanted to do a mixtape of covers um, and and reference, like be, it being ma- the male groups. Someone else did that, <laughs> Candy's group that she's working with. Oh, Three yeah. talented like young ladies. It was strictly covers, Destiny's, Child. Destiny's Child. It was mm. called Something on the Wall, but they kind of like emulated the album cover of the writings on the wall, and they like mixed in original material <laughs> with... Something Destiny's Child wall. songs. What um did you did you get a chance to listen to the mixtape? No. Um I did and my only thing that I would say is that I think June's Diaries you know how sometimes like when when Jennifer Hudson started to do the fast tempo and yeah. her voice is just too I heavy can't for describe. it. <laughs> oh my god. Her voice is just heavy. <laughs> So I think that their their harmonies are a little too heavy to do to do up tempo. I think they should stick to to mid to slow. But they're young, fresh like girl Lyra. group in their twenties. They gotta give us bops out there competing with the fifth harmonies and the little mixes of the world. And we're about nothing. They, they, that's neither here nor there. How, How was you all's weekend? weekends? Yeah. Um, my weekend was very, very, very good. One of the best weekends I've had in in quite some time. Another Palm Springs trip? It was another Palm Springs trip. It was trip. a Blatino Oasis <laughs> trip, to be clear. Um, it was a Palm Springs trip the first time, and it was a Palm Springs trip, <laughs> trip this time. And let time. the record show. Um, uh, we went to Joshua Tree, Kaylin and I, one of my best friends. Hey, um, Kaylin. And it was just us two. 
um, we haven't really spent one-on-one time together in in some time, so uh, it was it was really 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 nice. Uh, it was hot as hell, mm-hmm. but um, we got up early Saturday morning and I mean Sunday morning and went up to Joshua Tree, which is about an hour away from the resort that we were staying at, um, and hiked through a beautiful Joshua Tree. Um, and she specifically picked a hiking trail that didn't have a bunch of flowers that I could possibly be allergic to. Or rattlesnakes. Oh, God. Um, I didn't. I mean, rattlesnakes you can't really avoid. But the, the flowers, mm. um, yes, I did avoid them. How was your weekend? JC, we're also out of town. Yes, I did a little quick turnaround trip to the Bay, San Francisco, Richmond, Oakland, was you this were eating good, I saw. Was this for any... Yes. Oh, you were eating good. Yes. What, um, just to go? Um, no. So, um, my boyfriend here, you guys all met a couple episodes, is actually from the Bay. So, we went to go visit his sister, um, up there. Oh. And her... How girl, old is she? she? How old is she? Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a little bit older than me. So, she's 30-something. Introducing to... Fam- well, you've already introduced him to your family. I mean, yeah, he, he introduced... Jace introduced the boy, the damn boy, to J- his parents two days after yeah, yeah, meeting yeah. him. I yeah. mean, he was right there on Father's Day. Oh, okay. God. <laughs> and him and my stepmother attacked me, calling okay. me um, cold-hearted until... Don't clap. Until my sister and my dad came to my rescue. Okay. Mm. The Saddlers are great people. Um, but it was good. <laughs> it was really good. I uh, haven't been to San Francisco in like 10 years since I'm undergrad. Really? Yeah, it's been a long time. It's just right there. But my friend went to San Francisco, San Francisco State. So we were out there all the time visiting her. Mm-hmm. And that sounds fictional. San what? Francisco State? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm like, my trip to San Francisco is fictional? No, no I was there. It's on the snap. <laughs> no, really. I was there. I was there, I promise. But I did Castro. Um, it was good. Milan was good. lives 30 minutes away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Whatever. Um, but yeah, it was good. It was a good time. I'm still like tired because um, 4th of July was yesterday. And we got back mm-hmm. and I was like, I just don't need to see my family. So we did like a little cute barbecue pet stop. Literally drove from San Francisco to the barbecue to home. And then oh, went to sleep at That's like a two. lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm a little. That's a lot of driving. A lot of driving. A lot of just being awake. Um, and that drive to San Francisco is not fun. I used to drive to Merced, which is even clo- it's mm-hmm. closer. Um, I passed by there and thought about you. Oh. I waved. My alma mater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the cows. How was your weekend, Char? You. I'm the only one that stayed in Los Angeles. But. With a hot pink But listen. Top. But I mean, listen, hot, y'all. Canary I was yellow. in yellow. Canary yellow. Excuse but me, guys. Pink does not look good on me. <laughs> let's. Let, Char stayed uh, <laughs> city side, but yes. Char was out here killing the oh, gram, yes. the Twitter, the snap, and the Insta snap. Mm-hmm. You know, I find that, In that pool. weekends that I don't have Dipped. specific plans, things always end up just happening. Coming to you, yeah. Um, so I wasn't worried, but I knew that Friday, like Friday I was running out of work. Like my boss was like, girl, go. Like at 6.30, I was like, all right, y'all, it's been real, it's been yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. You know, very MC Deborah with it. Um, and so Saturday I spent literally, I like turned off my phone for half the day and it was just strictly like a char day because I needed it. Um, and I did a whole bunch of stuff. I went and got new sheets. I got a new welcome mat. Um, oh. I started working on my new weave. I read. I watch. Oh, I started watching season thirteen of Grey's, which is available now on Netflix. Okay. Um, what else did I do? Wasn't that open? Oh, wait. What episode are you on now? I'm like on episode like seven. Okay. 
Um, so it was just a day dedicated to like self care for me. Running petty errands. I went to Trader I saw Joe's. That tweet. Yeah, I went to Trader Joe's. Like I did a, a number of different things. Um, on Sunday, I linked up with uh, Angelica Ross and Alexandra Gray, and we went to brunch. Alex. We went to brunch, and it was very, very uh, informative. We were at brunch for about five hours. The best brunches. Oh, my God. First my of all, tea is, drinking my, the My lips time? are still scalding from the tea. The no, tea. The, the conversation oh, was. The, the tea. And the Hudson seems to bring out good conversation. Mm-hmm. It does. I and we weren't Hudson. drinking the whole time. And, and Alexandra doesn't really drink like that. Uh, but we just had, we only had one carafe of mimosas. So uh, that's what I did on Sunday. And then Monday, I went to... Uh, God damn it. Tracy Toms. I was at her house. If you're familiar with her, she's an actress. She was in The Devil Wears Prada. She was in Rent, the movie. Um, I was at her house in Los Feliz, and I always have a blast over there. And so she had like a little barbecue, little function. And then yesterday, you all know that I have, much like Nina, our friend Nina, I have somewhat of a degree of an irrational fear of death. So every time holidays come up, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do too much because I'm not trying to get T-boned by a drunk driver. Like, I just, I've watched too really? I've internalized a lot of stuff. I don't, I don't care about a firework. I care about, because I know LA people, I mean, don't get mad at me, but you I'm all, like, t- <laughs> you all tend, West Coast people tend to have a certain air of recklessness and don't mind drinking and I driving. I, I, um, I know that's a, 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 reject. a no, it's it's a generalization, much like you with uh, lowbrow ranch uh, dressing. I said, oh, Lord. What I said. So, uh, <laughs> that was. <laughs> so, I have like this irrational fear. So, luckily, one of my friends who I've known for ever since I've gotten here, ever since I got to LA, he actually, him and I actually live about six minutes away from each other, and he had a pool party. And so, I felt comfortable. I mean, I would have went anywhere, but I felt comfortable because I was like, okay, I can leave this whenever I want to and still make it home and not be like, yeah, it's not a trek. It, right, it's not a trek to get mm-hmm. home. It's not a trek to get there. And so uh, I spent all day at his house yesterday. And it was revolutionary because I wore a bikini for the first time ever. I've always kind of strayed away from um, bathing suits because of certain dysphoria that I have. And it seems to be heightened now. I don't know what the fuck is going on in my personal life, but it's heightened. Um, and so I literally, I went to Target. And I saw it, and I was like, I think, you know, I don't want anything black. I wanted something vibrant. And I didn't like any of the other. I didn't like the cobalt blue or the hot pink. And I was like, let me try the yellow. And it just worked wonders. It looked even better when it was wet, honestly. I'm not. It always always does. It looked even better. Most things do. So I had (laughs) the time of my life. Well, not the time of my life. I did have a really good fourth uh, weekend. You looked at the time of your life. Yeah, no, you looked good. you looked great. Because I remember I was on the couch hungover from Castro, and I was like going through this. I was like, oh, look at Char. She was hot in that little yellow bikini. Yeah, I'm Get surprised you didn't leave a condescending comment on, on my what? Instagram. Oh my God. You know how Jace is like the ready. king of like, Wait. how cute. <laughs> Everybody's like, yes, with, serve with a period. <laughs> cute. With a period. Cute for you. Look, do you see that I give compliments and I still get backlash? Tone. So Tone what? I'm typing. Last night I battled insomnia. Monotone. And I woke up at 3 a.m. I went to sleep. I called myself trying to get fully rested. I saw that tweet and I was like, who's she lying to? (laughs) I went to sleep at like 9 something and I kid you not, I woke up. Luckily I had ginger ale in my refrigerator because my body just don't react the same way to liquor. So I had an aspirin, some ginger ale, and some water. But I was craving Chipotle. 
like salivating, craving Chipotle with my Marie Sharp Belizean hot sauce. And so, which is almost gone, guys. So when I got almost to work gone. today, I was telling my coworker, I was like, "Bitch, I know it's 11 a.m., but I'm this close to leaving and having an early lunch." Like I was craving those fajita peppers and black beans and brown rice. And so that's where I went for lunch and I inhaled it. it I don't good. know why that good? craving was so strong. I, I can't even remember whether it was good or not because I just wanted <laughs> you Chipotle just... <laughs> with um, corn salsa and, and hot sauce and guac and like literally I piled all, you know, I pile all that shit on. Yeah. There. And you know, my plate be skimp as fuck. What do you oh. just get? Meat and cheese? Light cheese. Oh, yeah. Um, you, you know what? I, I saw something that reminded me of you. There's a word to describe people who have cheese phobia. And I was going to. <laughs> and I was going to tag you in it. Um, I forgot what it's called. So, can I share a little story with you all? Of what, yes. Of, of, of the my tweet weekend? that you were yes. referring to. Um, did you see my tweet? I said that I had a story that I was going to tell on Twitter. I was going to like thread it on Twitter. I was like, but I'll save it for Kiss and Tell. Okay. I have a platform, don't I? I didn't see that tweet, but <laughs> the go brand. ahead. Um, it's and this is not on brand, but it uh, you know oh, why not? So tea. so I'm at so you know this weekend in LA was uh, Black Gay Pride, um and so shark. <laughs> what you want the shark? Did you have something that you wanted? To I know because I totally forgot that Sunday I ended up actually going to. I only lasted 35 minutes oh, and then I go? went oh, home. You participated. I went to Rage. Oh, for the first time in over a year. On almost two years, and I lasted 30 minutes and went right back home. Yeah. It was a waste of an Uber and everything. Now, granted, everyone came after I left. I was like, oh, you know, such and such was there. and such. It just was, I felt suffocated. Yeah, don't get your raise Like, people midnight. were taking pictures, yes, which exactly. I didn't mind. People were all like, and I just made the cut. I had literally walked in that door at 10.59. Do you know that they were charging $20 to get enraged starting at 11 p.m.? And I said, no, ma'am, not on my watch. I didn't even feel comfortable paying the 10 um, but it felt, it was a very suffocating experience for me. And I just, I, I lasted about 35 haven't, minutes. Haven't been in some time. Trial and error. Um, yeah. <laughs> so but go I, ahead. I Are went you about to, to the... talk about Tomorrow's Drag Performance? Oh my God. Is that, is I that wasn't you... here for that. <coughs> oh, I, was, I wasn't here for it either. I was. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so to speak. No, I was, I was literally, <laughs> I was literally Shots not in fired. town for that. Oh, okay. I was out of town. Oh. I went to Cash Doll on Friday. Oh, where uh, TT hosted. Blame it on K-Way TT. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I, I wanted to do something because I knew that I was going to be out of town for the rest of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went. I don't know you went to that. I went to that. Cash Doll. Um, I, but it wasn't about Cash Doll or TT. I couldn't care less. It was just to go out. Um, so I went. Uh, Kendall has FOMO. Char, I really, you can't project that on me. No, you do. You I've do. never said it. You do. You do. I said it though. But go ahead with it's your okay. story. It's not bad. I mean, that's what you think. Go ahead with your story. I just want to be clear. Okay. Okay. You talking to Jace? I'm talking to both of you. No, you ain't talking to me. <laughs> Actually, you ain't talking to me. I am. Okay. Yeah, looking at both of you. <laughs> I um, no. Okay. So I'm Cute, in. Um, so we're acknowledging that it's condescending. It's and not, I'm not yeah. trying to be condescending. And Let's call I'm, it what it I'm, is. Now that I'm aware of that's how you guys take it, I will make sure to put estimation points. And like all caps. I'm trying to, be, I'm really saying it's cute. I've never been condescending on a. Uh, oh, brother. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, brother. We, I, no, we can I, make this an episode no, out of topics look, if I you was want like, to. I was like, uh, Shara had a, a snap one time. I was like, ooh, eyebrows, good or bad. 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Your punctuation, like Jace, you're not even a naturally when you text, enthusiastic you person. You put a period with a word. What do? You, what does that imply to people? It's the end of a sentence. It comes across if, if people it sounds are on, if done. people are on Instagram oh, yes. saying yes, you know, slay, you know, or whatever, Have and I ever you been come, come through as a yes, and you come person? through. No, no, that's not what we're asking though. You got to <laughs> do hear I? that because I don't either. hear that when you come through and say something like cute. Period. We read it in your voice. Well, I'm going to speak for me. I read it in your voice, and that's how I, I'm like. It just stands out. It just stands out. Everybody else leaving heart emojis. I'll make sure to do heart emojis and exclamation points with my compliments period. from now on. It's so period. condescending, but it's so Jay's. It's so um, authentically Jay's. You know, living your truth. Anywho, so I'm at this event, and um, I'm with two of our listeners. Um, I end. I end up near. <laughs> I'm near to, I end up near two of our listeners. Good, okay. I mean, not good friends, but friends mm-hmm. of, of ours. Um, and uh, we're standing around and this guy comes up near me who I, who I knew and who I do not care for. Um, but I don't need to make a scene. What's I ju- new? I ju- Did they block you already? Okay. What's new? <laughs> All right. I have FOMO. Sorry. Nobody likes me and blocks me. What, what anything you, else Kendall. you guys want to let out? I didn't say I that. love you with the exclamation point. I just asked what's new. I, I don't need All it. All the hearts. Um, so so I just I, I lightly I slowly turn my my head and I focus on Cash Doll on stage. The 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 young gentleman that that approached go says to the person that I was with, one of our listeners, who's this? Knowing who you are. He knows who I am. Because yeah. I, I very much know who he is. Uh-huh. Um, and so I turn around and I said, leading with his name, uh, you know who I am. And he was like, you look really familiar. You look like we, like, did we work together? And I said, yes, we did. And we both said, at the gap at the same time. Okay. Different uh-huh. life of mine. Um, and... He proceeded to, um, he was like, I was probably such an ass back then, huh? And I was like, yeah, you were insufferable. I said, do you remember me cussing you out on the floor? And he was like, um, he was like, why, why would you do that? That's, that's so unnecessary. And then he proceeds to grab my face. No. Nope. And make out with you? And make out with me. Yes! Did you do it? And I did. Yes! <laughs> There's my Yes. That's what gets him excited. Don't grab, don't grab my face. But yes, that is what gets Jace excited. So he grabs Sex. my face and makes it. And I, I kiss back because it takes two to kiss. Um, I could have easily moved away. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to project something. <laughs> it mm-hmm. was one-sided. And then our listener leaned over and said, go ahead, let him spit in your mouth. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Holy hell. <laughs> Holy God. Put Send that help. tone in the back of the throat, Kendall. Oh, I would not have been able to handle that. That's such a sharp comment. I oh, my God. on the floor in tears. Oh, my goodness. Oh, shit. Good Lord. Good Lord. Did you Good laugh? Lord. Like, how did you handle that? I did. I did. I, like, socked him in the arm, and I was like, really? I mean, hey. <laughs> I mean. Really? Once it's out there, it's public it, domain. It, it is. It is. And this is why you worry about the brand. What am I saying? I mean, um, you're liking lips. No, it was, uh, cute. was it good though? It was fine. And he and then he went on to say, "I was like, what are you doing?" And he was like, "I I, I was attracted to you. That's why I treated you like that." And I was like, "Well, Aww. that was childish." What in the fourth grade? <laughs> Honestly, 
Honestly. And Grow I was up. like, that, really? Really? Black Anywho, gay men are trauma. Let's go. Oh, fuck <laughs> off. Um, <laughs> let's get into this damn corner. So this week's LGBT corner goes to Love at First Night. So the season two is out again. We get to follow Jaden and Spencer's little love night. If you guys didn't watch it last season, um, it was really good, actually. This I've heard of this show. I think it's a Buneman Murray show. No, it's not. Oh. This love at First Night? Love at First Night. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking Sight. My yeah. bad. No, no, no. At First Night. Uh, so last season, um, it's actually about... They actually tackle a lot of funny topics that are kind of across the board relatable. It's actually on Reverie as so well. So what kind of show? Season. Is this like The View? No, no, no. no, 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 no. It's, it's a scripted. scripted. Oh, it's a scripted yeah, show. It's a scripted okay. in New York. I'm Black actually not some of the uh, people on there. Um, is it hypersexual? Oh, well, of no, course it is. No, it's not at all. It's not at all. I'm ba- oh, okay. I, was, I'm ju- I, I apologize. But that's why it's so good. I that's apologize. why it's so good. Because it's, it's a show about two... Because they met at a party and like literally... Met and then like we're on love at first night. Night, not okay. That's what you know. Basically, like I said, I openly apologize because based on the title, I would believe. And you know, everyone always says that gay media, um, in particular web series that are rooted in black gay men, it's all about shirts, ass shots, and it'd be Blatino the series. Jesus. Anyways, we're here back. So they address a lot of different issues like family, friends, you know, okay. exes that come involved. And it's actually really, really good. I could actually appreciate the producers kind of shout writing. Shout out to a, Kyle. Yeah, shout out to Kyle. Shout out to um, all the... Kyle's the main character. He plays uh, Spencer on the show. Kyle, Kyle? Kyle Price. No, you... you. Oh, no. okay. Never mind. Yeah. I'm going to check this out. I'm excited. Check it out. Yeah. yeah. So the second season just launched uh, last week. So episode two may or not be up. If it's not up, it's... Really, uh, pretty quick. But. It'll be up by the time the listeners hear this. Yeah, it will mm-hmm. be up by then. Yeah, so it's a good show. Did you watch it, Kendall? No. Did you watch last season? No, but I'll get to it. Kendall okay. don't have time to watch nothing because he's always in the streets. Mm-hmm. You didn't know? Yeah, with, fo- with FOMO. <laughs> with, fo- with FOMO. So yeah, Fuck shout out to them. Uh, hopefully one day they can be a little part you of Kissantel. <laughs> Jesus. So yes, that is our what LGBT you corner of the Sorry, week. Sorry. Shaw rouse me up, and the uh, champagne isn't helping. And check it out. The first season is on Rev- on Reverie, and the rest of the seasons are going to be on YouTube. So if you just look up Love at First Night, you'll be able to find it. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my topic this week... It's a little generic. It's an umbrella topic. It's basically centered around the one that got away. The one that got away. Have you all ever been in a situation? And what I was going to do this last week. I was going to do a bonus topic, but we ran out of time. And so I'm kind of glad that I didn't because, you know, last week was good for what it was good for. Um, but shit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> which you yeah. lived out in reality, which I'm he really He did not helpful. spit in my mouth. Oh, he didn't? So, oh. What show you on, Jace? I mean, what show you record? I that he because he got the re- command and did it. Last what show week, you, what show I you said, record? Last because you ain't in a room with oh the rest of us. Last week I said, don't do that in no casual <laughs> setting. But if I someone, said, it's in the but does he listen? Does your ex coworker from the Gap listen to the podcast? He don't know. He just got a command. He would have. Your friend may know you like that fight. shit. I would have been back sitting, sitting back, filing my nails. But anywho, 
Um, so this was centered around, I just uh, recently finished uh, reading Janet Mock's book, Surpassing Certainty, mm-hmm. and just a whole bunch of, like, even things in my personal life. So has there ever been someone in your life who you feel is the one that got away? Or maybe that you feel is the one that if you had a second chance, you'd get it right? Or maybe someone that you didn't feel like you navigated the... Um, Dating, like if you had a, like a second chance, right. like damn, it's something yeah. a little different. Right, right, right. And the you often of operation, you got it wrong, so it's time for round two. Right, and you often think about you know what it would have been like if you all would have. Because I find myself doing even with men that I don't end up dating, like men that I end up liking. I know that I end up projecting shit onto them mm. and liking the idea of dating them without knowing them at the seat mm. of their soul. You know what mm. I'm saying? And mm. I feel like a lot of people fall prey to that. But I know in particular, Janet didn't have a situation where she had, quote unquote, the one that got away. But in in in, in this example, her ex-husband, Troy. Don't, don't give it away. Please. Oh, OK. Yeah, I, won't, I, won't. It too. I won't. I won't. I won't. I won't. I won't. I won't. So you have to finish, you you all have to pick up Surpassing Certainty to get that story. But basically, um, yeah, have you all ever had a situation like that? Um, do you want to go candle? No, no, no. Last week, Jay. Last just week? La- <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little riled up, guys. Is there such thing? <laughs> Can there be a last I'm week? Away last, week? <laughs> last week. Last week. When the topic was brought up originally, you said, I'm the one that got away. I'm always the prize. So I just want to know oh if, my gosh. if okay. it was still along the same lines. That was a little bit of a <laughs> statement. <Okay>. Um, <laughs> of a what? <laughs> I said what I said. What it's a ram statement. <laughs> Google it. Look on dictionary.com. No, please um, don't. But I'm not going to say that. I mean, that was just me like, talking out of my ass. But... Uh, today, 2012, no. 2012? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Where you I, at, I never really We might this. need to start 2017. Whole <laughs> 2017, whatever day of the month it is. Um, it ain't 12 either. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have had moments where I wish that I could revisit situations. And I have. And it did not work out. Well, do and, you feel in particular that you had one that got away that got away that you were not granted the opportunity to revisit? You tried to revisit and it was like paid. I situation. have before, but then and after it, a while, I was just like, "You have four. No, I have before. Oh, before. And 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 is it because of a wrongdoing of yours or theirs when you decide to try again? Um. So the Good try question. again Good was kind of a situation where we were. It ended abruptly. Because you we were both two very passionate people. Believe it or not, I am passionate. And um, it just kind of ended. Don't and I was just deep. like, that was it. And then we kind of ran into each other without seeing each other for like months and months at a time. And then the, the feelings bubbled back over. And then the over. feelings were bubbled back over. And it was just like, okay, well, let's try this again. Okay. Um, so that was the one. Then like after a while, I was like, oh, wait, we broke up for a reason. So like, mm. thank you. For your time. It's good that you were granted that courtesy. Not very many people too. get around to. Yeah. I mean, it was That's kind of, the whole it was point kind of, of this. it was both of us. But I will say that there was one person in particular for the longest time I did feel like he was my soulmate. And I had to kind of um, realize that not everyone that you love is the one that you're meant to be with. And like we had an instant bond. Like we met and it was like, boom, that was it. Mm-hmm. And literally it was just like running all over you, New York and having a great time and just having a blast and just really like feeling each other. And 
after a while, I was like, okay, well, what is this? Where is this going? And I had to realize and accept the fact that just because, you know, we have this great bond, we have this great chemistry, and I love him, that that does not mean that that is the one I'm meant to be compatible with. We talked about, you know. Compatibility the, is more uh, than love. Hello. That is hello. true. And if you want to have a concrete relationship, yeah. you're going to have to want to be willing to deal with a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Just because you love wow. somebody doesn't necessarily mean. So for well, a long no time, one's I, flawless. Yeah, we'll and I, and I struggled with that for a long time. Like, you know, like, okay, like, there's no, no one's going to ever compare to him. And no one's going to ever compare yes. our connection. Yes. And so I went through that motion. And then after a while, I had to realize that, like, stop beating myself up. This was a person that and, you're not meant to be with. And just to to interject into that thought, Janet, without giving away parts of the book, she does have that experience because it's like at one point her ex-husband Troy was kind of sending her through the ringer and she had those moments that I think we all have, but in particular as a trans woman where who else going to love me? Right. Mm. Like I'm going to have to, right. I just might as well do the Who else is mm-hmm. going to, because he knew all her tea, everything. <laughs> who else? And he saw her through vulnerable stages of life, like when she was young, like to where, like saw her through like mid, like 19 through like 25. Um, so he saw that evolution. And so she, she talks about in the book going, uh, throughout that that inner debate of who else is going I gotta put up with this shit from him mm. because who else gonna love who 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 gonna love me? <laughs> well SZA has <laughs> a line in, in um in SZA. One, SZA. Of, <laughs> one of one of the songs I, was, I, I, I can't recall I wanna say it's supermodel um but it, it could also be um, um What's the line, Garden though? but Well damn Jace can I I mean I just wanna know the line we get into it, boo. We get into it. Pa- pace yourself. Move the okay. glass. We sipping champagne, y'all. I'm done. Jace is done. That's, that is part is that of the problem. Part of uh, my princess. It has I believe to be. that's part of the problem. Um, so lonely that, that you're will- basically the, along the lines of you're so lonely that you're willing to put up with a certain mm-hmm. level of, mm-hmm. of foolery. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but are you done? With my champagne? Yeah. Go ahead, I'm just joking. Go ahead, Kendall. Um <laughs> Me, do I feel like there's, I f- no, currently, now, I do not feel like there's anyone that got away. Um, mm. But I, but I, what I do know is that I don't, it's rare that I have a finite ending to any situation mm. that I've ever been in. It is, it is always this cycle, um, unfortunately. Um, and it really takes, I'm a very forgiving person, so... And, uh, and, like uh, most Virgos. <laughs> and and to a fault, because it can be that they're clear way, because it's not necessarily forgiving to say that they did something and that I, that they're begging for me back. It's just that I'm willing to put It's like a things. reconciliation within yeah. yourself. Yeah, like yeah. I'm willing to put that aside Yeah. Um, to, and go for it. But uh, no, I don't, I feel like everybody, if I look back at like my most successful relationship, I, I felt... We, we are just not compatible today. Even mm-hmm. what I know of where he is and what mm-hmm. I know of where I am, not at all. Um, the most recent one, we've tried that endless time. No, mm-hmm. oh, and it's not a, it's not a. I'm the catch or right. It's no, no, it's no ego involved. It's just no, what it it's, is. It's they're it's really not. not, not be. They're re- no. 
It's funny because and like, even love, like like I think something that res- really resonated is that you said sometimes you fall in love with the idea of the person mm-hmm. instead yeah, instead yeah. of the actual person mm-hmm. what they have to offer. And I think as I this year in particular, I think I've started to recognize that really compatibility is more mm-hmm. than love. Mm-hmm. Um, and there have been people that I will not because I think as I was younger, I used to say, "Oh, you didn't love them. That was infatuation." No. It, it was love. It's a thin line. It could have been love. It's a thin line. And I'll say line. it could have been love, but it also, it just wasn't compatible. Yeah. And you I can't be they, with somebody that you're not compatible they with. They have to go Because you know, I think love will always, if the foundation is love, then, like, you'll be able to work through things. But compatibility, if you get fed up with them... Well, no, because I mean, we'll we'll get more to we'll get more into the put up with. But for me, I um, there are two guys in particular that kind of like in in comparison to Janet kind of like saw me through my 20s and my evolution that I really like one more than the other will like the past tense. And uh, things have really been like like fucking me up lately because Mm. there's so many changes happening. One of them. I mean, granted, he has he has had children since we've been involved for the most part, but he keeps having children. So I put it out of my head, like, okay, that'll never work. Okay. And then no one kind of hit me like a speeding train um, with some of the decisions that he's recently made with, with the woman that he's dating. And it makes me question my value, my worth, but I had to put into perspective, do I like the idea of being in a relationship with them. Because right now, all I know is us as friends. And one of them I know is like a cuddy buddy. Like I've literally been sleeping Mm. with him. Well, I haven't slept with him in a few years. But literally, I started sleeping with him when I was, I want to say 19, going on 20. 10 years ago. And the last time I slept with him, as a matter of fact, I'll take that back, I was 20. I started sleeping with him when I was 20, the, the summer, like July of my 20th mm-hmm. year. And the last time I slept with him was, uh, I want to say like two years ago. Um, and so I say things, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about this because I'm noticing um, an increased presence of not loneliness, but it, I feel hyper aware. The more that I've been reading and the more TV I've been mm-hmm. watching, I notice that all everybody that I know is pairing up. And I'm, I'm starting to notice that for me, work isn't really filling the void anymore. And I know that I wrote, if you all have been wow. following Char Says So since its inception, then you know that I've, I wrote an essay about this two years ago, like what happens when work does not feel, fill the void anymore. Um, and it got shared a lot of times too. But I'm noticing like it's something about 29 being six months from 30 and feeling exactly. robbed of experiences. But I don't really feel robbed because... Everything that I've, every decision that I've made has been a conscious decision. All of my 20s was dedicated to career. It's just that I feel personally that career has hit somewhat of a plateau and career is not fulfilling me as much. Like, I just want something new. And like I said, all of my friends, whether they be gay, straight, whatever, there's all these pairing ups and all these shared experiences amongst my friends that I just have to sit back and maybe maybe chime in on every every mm-hmm. five words because mm-hmm. I can't relate, you know? And I've noticed this, and I was telling Kendall this um, when we spoke this weekend, I've noticed that there's, for me, been this onslaught, this increase of men rejecting me based on my transness, which is new for me, honestly, which is new for me. This is a, a new thing for me. So I don't know what this fourth year 
of my journey is bringing, but it's like I felt more secure. I felt more confident within the first two years. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck is going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just feel very vulnerable, very vulnerable, very raw, very mm. hypersensitive to everything. I feel like I can feel all energies, all channels, and I, I don't, this is new for me. Mm-hmm. It's funny that you say that because I was actually going to, my original topic has some, I forgot what it was, but it had something to do with us about to be turning 30 mm-hmm. in six months and Kendall turning 25 next month. Mm-hmm. And just kind of like reflecting, because I actually had a moment this weekend where I was just like, I am bored with life. Like, so this is bored. the end of an era. I'm so like, bored. I was like, should I move to Bali? Babe, want to move to Bali? Like, I was really just like trying to like think like, what can I do that's not irresponsible? To spice up your life. So I'm not 22 <laughs> anymore, literally. Spice up my life. No cayenne peppers. But like, I'm not 22 anymore, so I can't just pack mm-hmm. up and leave. Like, those things I have to you really, think about. At 29, there's no room for irresponsibility. Right. You can get away with certain things at 22 <clears throat> that you can't get away with at 29, But then it's kind of like, this is, your, then, like, this is last year, your last six months to do whatever the fuck you want to. And I can and and get away with it. Right. right. <laughs> but then it's just like, but I need to plan for the next decade of my life. And what does that look like? You know, this so. past weekend was my half birthday. And mm-hmm. I acknowledge Happy that. Happy half birthday. Okay. Um, all of my spiritual friends, if you all follow me on social media, then you notice that on Saturday on my self-care day, I started noticing all of these um all of these time sequences. Like every time I looked at the 12, clock, 12, mm-hmm. it was 9 11, 11 11, 12 12, 1 2 3, like 1 23, 4 5 6. And so everybody gave me great insight about like, you know, being hyper aware. And it basically just made me very conscious of every thought that I think and every word that I speak in particular that day because they made me feel very mm. okay, like some with the third eye and <laughs> my spiritual, like mm-hmm. I need to be careful what I think and what I what say you're out. because I've, ha- I've had a rough six months and I'm trying to have a smooth next yeah. six months. So coming so, back, did you reach out to the people that you felt got away? No. No, you didn't. No, because you know what? One of them I'm more comfortable with than the other, uh-huh. but the one that I'm l- less comfortable with, I like him more. And, uh, okay. he, like I said, he just recently made a life altering decision with someone that he's with. And I've decided personally, and it may sound melodramatic, but I've decided that, that this will be the end of our friendship. Right. Um, because that's for, that's for I mean, sure. I don't want to end the friendship, but because I have these feelings for him that I know he will never feel back to me. That was mm-hmm. part of my question when everybody jumped on my case and I was like, Retweet if y'all ever been in love with somebody that you know will never uh, love yeah. you. So I'm trying to see something because I was trying to see something. And it got like, at least 30 retweets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Because I feel like that's a common mm-hmm. thing. And I've never been open, honest <clears throat> with mm-hmm. him because I don't want to jeopardize our friendship because I really do honor our friendship. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, yeah I, I, I like him. But he's he's entering a new chapter of his mm-hmm. life, and it's a chapter that so I don't respectfully... wish. I don't wish to be a part of. Right. I don't want to be. I don't want to see that. I mean, I'm not gonna like unfriend him and all of this crazy stuff. But I don't. I'm not the friend that you can call or text, which he would call or text complaining about her. Mm. Mm. I can. I, I know that mm. I would be able to sit through that. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, Shout out to Rayvon, best friend. If you Black. all have never heard that song, no, look I, it up. Yeah, R A V A U. G N, I believe. I think she was one of Brandy's uh, background singers back in the okay. day. And she has a song called Best Friend. Um, and the lyrics go like the hook is, um, cause I'm not your fucking best friend. Oh, I've been I do sitting know that on song. this bench too long. Why mm-hmm. you fucking with these basic fake chicks? No, I don't know that. And come complaining when it, it all goes wrong. It was in those like hood college it's, college. It's, like, it's I think a, I might. It's I, a I might bop. need to. 
It is a bop, but do not drink and listen to it. I might need to. We're going to start texting people. Um, So, so yeah, that's, but in in fairness, just to finish this up, in fairness, I do feel like I'm in a sticky situation being a a, a very uh, particular woman who is attracted exclusively to cishet men. Um, It's like, you know, buckle up, buttercup, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like I can't be hypersensitive, but I can't help that I am hypersensitive. At least not at this moment. No. You know what? Yeah. I think I think it's coming up. I'm the same way. No, but I I mean... I, I can't speak to how long it'll be or if, if but I'm saying. I mean, I'm prepared for the long yeah, run. Yeah. Literally, I, I, I've i recently through my journaling and shit. I'm like, okay, if, if in the event <laughs> that I up. look up at 45, at 40, I'll say at 49 and say, I haven't had a boyfriend since I was 18. Listen, it's been 30 years. I'm prepared for that because I don't see even. And this is why it's so important. Trans women and trans men and non-binaries and gender non-conformings who are listening to this show. It is so important that you make moves regarding your body for yourself. Mm-hmm. Because there are trans women that I do know that have bottom surgery and breasts and these great bodies and great personalities and great faces who are in their mid-30s and still single. Not everybody going to be Janet Mock. Janet Mock is an exception to the rule in certain regards. She would probably roll her eyes if she heard me say this, but I'm serious. In certain regards, she is an exception to the rule. Not all around, but she is an exception to the rule. So it, when 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 trans people are out here making these decisions, make sure if you get in bottom surgery or even so much as a nose job, even so much as changing your hair color, make sure you're doing it for yourself. For you. For you. Amen. I think this segues well into my topic. Um, we know that uh, Beyonce's husband, <laughs> I'm just kidding, um, <laughs> Jay-Z, Hove, uh, came out with a new album. Yes, 444. Um, a very, very highly anticipated and talked about album. That was certified platinum this morning. Certified platinum. It hasn't even been a week. Congratulations. Um, and he uh, addresses... All that we we've wanted to know since Lemonade. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't say he confirmed no, because Beyonce confirmed. I didn't need his confirmation. Yeah, but uh, nonetheless, it has obviously sparked conversation and uh, interest into their relationship and um, the ongoings of their relationship. And he openly referenced back to when she was 21, and now Beyonce's mm-hmm. going on 36, am I correct? Yes, 36 in September. So September that's 4th. that's 15 years. Mm-hmm. And he openly references um, cheating on her up until the point of Blue Ivy's, Blue Ivy being born, at And least. robbing her of her innocence. Like, he noticed the, the change in her in eyes. In her eyes. Um, Ooh, and, and it sparked, I've seen a couple tweets, of course, you know, black Twitter is undefeated in their funny, but can also be undefeated in their mean. And in their critique. Yes. <laughs> um, and so I've seen a lot with Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union, Beyonce and Jay and other celebrities who have endured infidelity and seemingly, seemingly, allegedly worked through it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so my question to you all is how much do you think societal pressures and really celebrity culture pressure mm-hmm. of sticking through um, what can oftentimes be unhealthy situations mm-hmm. emotionally and physically um, for for love or for for compatibility? For or Marriage for, is really a business deal. For some, if we're being honest. But if you're two college kids 
And you're sticking Oh no, go live your life. <laughs> but what I what what I will say is I think uh what's healthy, well for starters I'll say I saw the most entertaining tweet, one of the most I saw was that lemonade and four forty four seemed like homework assignments from the marriage counselor. <laughs> like, why don't you all put it out through your Put it in right, 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 right. Um but what Those I will say artists. is l- fortunately um, there are examples of both. So, okay, we have examples of like a Jay-Z and Beyonce or a Gabrielle Union and D-Wade who stuck it out. But we also have these other examples of people like Mel B or even uh, Sandra Bullock when she was with Jesse James. And Lala, there's certain, there's certain Amber Rose. Well, no, Lala's, Lala's, still, Lala's there. still there. Lala's with a Carmelo? They're di- they they're, never, they're, she's they're not divorcing but him. they're not divorcing. Oh, so news to me. Sandra Bullock and and Jesse, Jesse James, James and all of that, um, and even Elon and Tiger Woods. So yes. we have examples of both. Of we can people. go back to uh, um, um, <laughs> Carrie Fisher and uh, yes, yeah, yes, um, back, Elizabeth uh, Taylor. Yeah, that, that's Debbie Reynolds. Debbie, her mom. What did I said, I said Debbie. Uh, you yes, said the Debbie, daughter, Debbie daughter. Reynolds, and Elizabeth, and Elizabeth Taylor, Taylor and yes. Eddie Fisher. Absolutely. Yes. Um, so I I think it's healthy that we see examples of both. We see people that be like up oh, one strike you're out and then other people for whatever reasons that we will never know yeah. for the most part yeah. um as to why they stay um what's your question i lost track <laughs> um do you feel any pressure to stick through certain things i won't i won't make it strictly to celebrity culture but but i i, I believe that just in, in our culture in general there is some um and 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 especially for for to me in heteronormativity there is some some pressure that Basically, cis head men are gonna cheat, and yeah, and right. you deal. That's it. But even in gay culture, yeah, no, stay by even, your man. Even in gay culture, but I, I feel like in gay culture, but, but in gay culture, it's like both of y'all gonna right. Stay. I was about to say it's not really a push to stay with your man. Yeah. It's like we we both out here. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. I feel like to go back to a point that you made last week. I feel like it depends on how much I like you. Mm. Um. Which will determine how much I'm willing to put up with. Um, I'm not a fan of making excuses for people. Everybody in this room knows that, uh, myself included. Um, And so I think that it's important for people to be aware of what they're doing and not bring excuses to the table. But I also think in the same breath that it is particular to each case. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to stay with you, if I'm not going to stay with you, but I don't feel a push. For me, I do not feel a push. But when when it comes to marriage, I kind of... Kind of, sort of do, because those vows I imagine myself not to sound like Sonny Hostin, but I imagine well, myself B and J to take my vows very seriously. Have been married for some time, arguably. The, They've been some, married since '08. Some so infidelity nine years. has happened since marriage. Yes, and Gabrielle mm. and Dwayne were not married. Um, but they were old. They were enough. engaged. They were old enough. <laughs> yeah, you know, Jay Z um, was definitely old yeah. enough. And my biggest thing when I always refer to Gabrielle and, and Dwayne is just to me because because Gabrielle has defended him in some ways and said it was a mm-hmm. break yeah. um, and a break baby. And maybe to that's me, how she reconciles with right because they herself, were on a break. They were on a break. <laughs> alleged, according to her, I've never heard him tell a story. Um, but. But it's like, at what age are you going to look at something? Like, you had a break baby at 35? A whole baby. Not a break situation. Not a break crazy So, ex. that's always my but thing. But you brought a new life yeah. <laughs> into this world. <laughs> some some fences shit. Yeah. Did um, you, what, what, what about you, Jace? Um, regarding Gabrielle Unit, we're actually talking about this a little bit before the show. Saying, like, was it an actual break or a breakup? Because, you know, I'm very clear with grays and whites. So, if you break up with me or I break up with you... After I do that, I'm single and I can do whatever the fuck I want to. 
So it okay, was but big the question, of Gabrielle. Though. Okay, the que- Okay, well, yeah. Back to Gabrielle. It was quote unquote bigger for that's her decision, that's her relationship. If she wants to take him back, where the case may be. Um, but to the question, um, I have not listened to the Jay Z album. I saw all the tweets. I saw tweets saying if Beyonce can get cheated on, so can I. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a bunch of different stuff, and it's. I'm not gonna say sad. But, like, I think the influence of music really takes a toll on people's, like, decision-making. And, like, instead of making their own decision, they're making a conscious conscious decision based on what they're dealing with personally. Yeah. I saw another, another one that was said, like, oh, you know, you have to understand Jay-Z got money, Jay-Z, mm-hmm. da, da, da. So, mm-hmm. of course, that you can stay big, with her. So, you know, your dude has, you know, a part-time job and borrows your car. So... But I was just like... That can make a difference. It can make a difference, but... but it shouldn't be... Love is love, <laughs> right? Yeah. But love is love. But a love. lot of people go into marriage. I find that the older that I get, it's not as shallow as just, oh, I love this person. It's literally... Uh, it's I a, mean, it's because... It's a contract. A it's signed a part of those conversations. You're in front of a judge. Like, <laughs> it'd be like, he work a part-time job a and borrowing your car, but... You're an LVN, and like it's not like it's like yeah. Beyonce getting cheated right. on by by the part time job, right? right. And Beyonce it's like what, we're in completely different roles in, in, in life, right. like p- parts right. of our lives. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think that people should really like consider the reality, the risk this, and the reward. Yeah, the risk and reward. Is it is it worth it? Is it's, it worth? You know, it? it's a great tool. Is this person worth dealing with every single day until I you think, break up or whatever the case may be? Or is it not? And if it's not, bye. I think what a great tool, a great example that I can throw back in particular to this topic is in the first Sex in the City movie when Steve cheated on Miranda. Mm-hmm. And Miranda was ready to leave Steve on some real was shit. Done. She, she was done. Him. But I'm saying divorce him. Mm-hmm. But she went to that cafe and made the pros and cons list and yep. ultimately decided to stay with him. And I think that stuff like that the is foam on the lip. very, very, very healthy. Yeah. Um, I because she was broken by that. I I'd like to imagine. I think I'd be broken by I, that too. I, yeah. No. I um, I, the Jay Z album and and what I want to be clear about is that the album is not a rebuttal to Lemonade. It is literally two songs. A reaffirmation. Even, <laughs> it oh, is Lord. literally two songs that address infidelity. Um, out mm-hmm. of ten. So and and the producer uh, No ID said that I think there's three bonus tracks coming out this week or in the near future. So be clear that it is not an album dedicated to speaking about his infidelity right. and, and and about Lemonade and all of that. But what I will and say, and that was intentional, right? Right. They wanted to do, yeah. yeah they wanted to do um, just one, two right? Songs. And he just wanted to get deep. Beyonce, I'm doing there. a whole album, y'all. Um, what I will say is that it was it was it was a bit demoralizing for me, not because mm-hmm. I at all believed that. I appreciated, as I am a fan of Jay-Z himself, mm-hmm. irrespective of Beyonce, it was, it was unfortunate to see, and I've heard friends say, like, when they, when they, re- when they realized or were old enough to know that Martin Luther King cheated on Coretta. Yes. It was, it was. Mm. It's a shocking thing. Mm-hmm. It's almost like when you realize that your, your parents, parents aren't perfect. Okay. Are, when, when you realize that your parents are people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It took me a while yeah. to it realize took, that my a dad's second. a man and my mom's a woman. Because right. for, for so long, they that's were just, mom they, and dad. And what they said was law. Mm-hmm. What right. they said was, was. The golden truth. Yes. Yeah. And I think. And not that I, I, I don't I don't praise and worship Beyonce and Jay Z, and by no means that I think that they had the perfect relationship, mm-hmm. but I think that it was demoralizing in the way that I do respect Jay Z a great deal, and I think that he's that he's come from a from um, you know rags to riches, 
And it was unfortunate to see somebody who seemed to really get his life on on the right track. Like within the past four years. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? What are you, like 42? Because didn't he openly admit to like Beyonce being more mature than him? Yeah. No, no, no. But him. I'm saying we didn't know that until the album. Yeah. I'm saying so prior to the album, we're looking at someone who has turned a, a, a crack addiction and, and selling crack into a, a billion dollar empire mm-hmm. and marry one of the most influential, arguably the most influential woman in our culture mm-hmm. and really rule the world in different, in various ways and avenues. And still cheated so, on her And ass. still cheated on her uh-huh. and still took a child to, to, and still went through. And people were talking about allegedly Rosario Dawson had a miscarriage really? for him. Lord and other, and, and so just the, the psyche of the, and did you see Reagan Gomez's, um, um, thread. No, no, no. It no. was it was poignant about the trauma of of the black man and what the black woman has to take on. Yeah. Now I have seen a lot with... of you know I follow a lot of uh bad as I call them <laughs> badass black women. Yeah. <laughs> and I've seen a lot of uh that rhetoric kind of like the generational trauma and basically what black women from girlhood are kind of conditioned to endure. And just literally like eye open not eye opening shit because it's like you know it but it's just like damn. Oh, to be a black woman, right. like, I'm damn. I'm just kind of upset that he made a whole-ass album about it. I think after Lemonade... But he didn't like, make a whole-ass album didn't. about Sorry, it. Sorry, two tracks about it. Sorry. Why? Because, like, I feel like that's... I'm not going to say her story to tell, but, like... It He's happened. apologizing. You should listen to the album. You should listen to the album. You should listen to the album. And it's their story to tell. Like eight, people were mm. comparing it, like, at least Jay-Z can apologize, our president can't. Anyway... But and it's their story to tell. They're a couple, right? He he went through it too. Yeah. Like he, he did it. Like he yeah. has. All, I. But what, what I what I think is just for me. I've heard. You know, most of my friends um, and the women that I respect. I mean, the people that I respect the most are black women. Mm-hmm. So I've heard in in homosexual relationships, men compare me to a black woman, and mm-hmm. that I've that I've uh, <laughs> uh, taken on the trauma. Of of black women or the plight of the black mm-hmm. woman and and that I react to things like how my female friends might or my black female friends might and so I I think and while I I don't at all believe that mm-hmm. I believe that people just don't want to be held accountable for their bullshit that is mm-hmm. the black ass bottom line black woman black man homosexual straight or not I just think people that's that's what it is but I think that that a part of that is internalized nonetheless when you have unsuccessful relationships. And and that people are, are projecting that onto you and mm-hmm. they're constantly saying that that is something that is nagging or annoying mm-hmm. or whatever to them. I believe that you. And so it, so it, so I will say that while I appreciate Jay for his honesty and transparency and vulnerability in this album it shook in you. more ways than just the infidelity, it shook me. And it was yeah. it was unfortunate that Beyonce knows at the height of who she is mm-hmm. still had to endure this. And she took it out on no one but the stage. I saw a tweet that said that. Yes. She took it out on no yes. one. So it's like, the, the thing that kind of irks me about B, y'all know I love B, but it's like you can never tell when life is imitating art. She's oh. so good at what she does on stage, the whole resentment and all. Like, she's so good mm-hmm. at conveying Flaws and all. She used to have that tear, that one tear to roll yeah. down every time. You'd be like, what is it? Rich? She is so yeah. damn good at conveying emotion through her music that you can, it's it's kind of hard. It's like, is she going through that? Or, right. is, she, or is this I'm performance piece? I'm Vegas piece. Right. Yeah. Is this performance piece? Or is she really going? So it's no, like, damn, she really was. I think we finally got it with Lemonade. I think yeah. that's the first time that we really believe. Oh, and it made me listen to Lemonade through a different lens. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Me I too. revisited Lemonade. Me too. I'm even, not ready. And you know that I don't listen to Lemonade without the poetry. So <laughs> um, it it really sent me through because it's like, damn, this this is this is what it is. 
this is truly what it is. Yeah, no, I, so I didn't answer, but I, I, I don't know how much I'm willing. If, if that is, if Gabrielle and Beyonce are, <laughs> or, or Jay-Z and Dwayne, if that's what love is, mm-hmm. I don't want it. But people make You're mistakes, Kendall. Boy. People make mistakes. If and that, I'm not making excuses, but I'm just I, saying. I do, but I'm saying if that sort of public, granted, I, will, I doubt I'll be, I, I, I know mm-hmm. I will not be of the, of the stardom mm-hmm. that they are, but either way, that level that. of humiliation right. and on this podcast. Um, love, that level of humiliation and disrespect Mm-hmm. In any regard, whether I'm famous or not, I don't think well, I will. Well, see, I don't Gabby and that. Dwayne, in fairness, they didn't have a choice. Beyonce and Jay Z chose to put this out there, and that's what I really like that they chose. No, I'm not talking terms. about putting it out. I'm talking about just going through it. The oh, fact that yeah. it happened. I feel yeah. like that. I, I hate to sound cynical, but I feel like that comes with the territory. I don't want it. Not the cheating, but there's always going to be something, maybe along the lines of cheating. I don't know if I'm sounding too cynical, but it's like. That, I mean, that's how it made me feel. That's yeah. how it made me feel. And I but was based like, well, on I the can't... examples around me, that is how I feel. I don't know anybody in any relationship that has not been plagued with rumors, I'll say, of cheating. I don't know anyone. Anyone. I don't know one person <laughs> in a relationship Please. that has not been plagued with that. Please. What you got, Jace? This week's topic is going to be about reputation, speaking of rumors. Um, so I kind of wanted to bring up this topic just to kind of see your point of view when it comes to dating and relationships and reputations. So let's just say you, there's three different scenarios I wanted to get to talk about. Oh. You are a friend who sees your girlfriend, guy friend dating someone who you heard through grapevine is ain't shit. Um... You're that friend whose friend tells you, oh, so then you're that guy that you're talking to. Well, I heard that, 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 that. Or you're that guy who, hey, I like you. I want to pursue something with you. Well, I heard back in 2012 that you were bopping up and down in West Hollywood or Chicago or whatever case may be. Mm-hmm. So how do you kind of handle reputations moving forward when it comes to dating someone new that you really don't know? But do you pursue something or do you kind of believe what has been told to you? Do you take precaution? Do you use Google? Like, how do you kind of navigate? I always use Google. Can I, can I take lead on this? I'm sorry. By all means. Um, on, Kendall. I th- because I, just, I think, I think my, my answer is very <laughs> direct. In e- either of the three scenarios, um, Char said it best last week that, that yes, yeah, sorry, Char said it, that trust is at the crux of the relationship. And so whether you believe that, I'm projecting um, falsehoods or shit that I've been through onto you. I think that if I don't trust you, I'm for, I'm I'm almost by default going to end up believing or internalizing some of the bullshit that I've heard about you. Um, so I think that it, it it all it always turns back to you. But like, where does distrust come from? Because if it's somebody new, let's say you went on two dates and you you don't really know this person. Mm-hmm. Do you cut it off because of reputation that you've heard? Or do you kind of trust your gut? Like, how do you kind of shuffle through that? Well, I think there's certain levels of decorum and and um, morality that I would like in a person. So I can't really, it, dep- it, it depends on situation. So, I mean, thotting and bopping around West Hollywood when you were 21, I don't think that's a deal breaker for me. But I think, cer- I don't, you know, I don't know. There's certain things that I would just be like, I, people have come to me. I've dated somebody that had openly first time we talked in DMs was like, before this goes any further, I'm very much interested in you, but I just want to let you know I've done porn before. It was not a deal breaker for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what that would be. So you want it to be honest up front. 
yeah, that because would be your best. I'm both. I'm both there. If I, I would have been like, girl, and I was right. So and I think he <laughs> and I think he did that because it <laughs> has it was been. Coming. Oh yeah, I think it has I'm been deal breakers for others. Um, <laughs> Put it on the table. Um, and so yeah, I don't know. I, I in either three, I think I have to trust you. And so if I do come to you and say, well, so and so said this, and this makes me uncomfortable. If you lie about that, oh, it's a wrap. For then me. you know, it's and, if you and if you project uh, suspicious behavior that makes me believe that that can that can arise right. again or that you have a pattern of doing this, then yes. So you would address it. Oh, I, I'm not passive aggressive, and I am I'm very confrontational. So I what about being the friend on the outside? You see, um, I'm gonna put any names on, but you see your good friend out there with such and such, uh-huh. and you saw such and such doing something something last weekend or a year ago would you be that person to come up to your friend and be I like have very so uh or would you let them kind of make their own decisions i i because people change i have if i consider you a good friend i'm speaking on it okay um if i if i consider you an acquaintance or a passerbyer I don't know. It depends on the situation. But if I consider you a good friend, there's again, there's a level of trust and, and understanding that I would anticipate you would do for me and I, I would do for mm-hmm. you. I but there, the there have there have been people, though, that I know that they don't know how to receive that information mm. and they start acting a fool. So you do learn your friends. You, but you I, or to the person. You can to lose me. a friend. Yeah. 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 You can lose a friend. So I think, information. I think, again, it's situational. But for the most part, I'm not really friends with people that are gonna act a fool if I, you know, if I tell them. Well, the thing is, the gag is sometimes you just never you don't know, know. Yeah, until you. But I'm saying I've learned, it. so I'm saying moving forward, there's certain people I'm just until like until you reveal it. No, right. for me, I feel like if someone told me something crazy about someone that I was dating, I feel like that I would try, I would take it into consideration. It depends on the level that I Where you determine. At? They cheated on their last girlfriend. No. That's not a deal breaker for me at all. No, because just because you do it to her doesn't mean that you'll do it to me. Porn, I don't know, because I don't want the world knowing what my what my boo looks like. I don't feel personally. I don't know if I feel comfortable with that. Um, However, it it, it's it's a discerning thing for me. So it all depends on, like I said, the level of I guess how bad it is on my Richter scale. Whether I'm going to, and it depends on the informant, honestly, because some people are just messy, see, and they don't want to see you with anybody. And haters. Um, As far as my. As far as my uh, reputation oh, yes. is mm-hmm. concerned, right, Janet talks about, for those who have not read Surpassing Certainty, she talks about how she was outed by an old classmate while she was at the club dancing on the man. For no think. damn reason. For no reason. It's, that's, let me stop. But anyway. Sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was about to project some on the podcast, and I don't want to do that. Sure. But my experience with certain ladies, um, uh, it's mirrored that. But anyhow, um, as far as me, I'm not concerned with my reputation or past because I'm, I've always been an open book. I have nothing to hide. Mm-hmm. If piggybacking off what Kendall said, there is certain decorum. There is a certain way I go about sharing aspects of myself on my public platforms. But I have, I literally have not a motherfucking nope. thing to hide. Nope. Right. So if you come to me telling me something that you heard, I have no issue telling you yes or no, none whatsoever. Um, and as far as being the bearer of the bad news, mm-hmm. so to speak, I agree with Shanika Kendall. Tweeted. It depends on, strictly on relationship. Um, 
some people, if you're an associate or acquaintance or whatever, mm, or a passerby, or mm, if you are a friend, I am going to tell you. Mm-hmm. You may not like my delivery, but I'm going to tell you. Look, bitch, I heard that nigga. Da, rah! You know, so um, yeah, yeah, that that is where I stand with it. But I don't think, like I said, it depends on the Richter scale of head assery as Twitter would say, as East Coast Twitter would say, um, that would be the deal breaker in me breaking up with the man. But everybody knows my number one, like, pet peeve is lying to me. Do not lie to me, whether you be friend, boyfriend, dating, whatever, or otherwise. Do, that is the highest, one of the, the one of the top two highest insults for me. Yep, lying you to lie, you. Yes, mm-hmm. you Absolutely. lying to me. So if I bring something to you and you lie to me, that's a done deal. I don't care how much I like you. Because if you do it once, you'll do it again. Mm-hmm. But you cheating on your ex-girlfriend, mm. I don't think that would be a deal Kill breaker for me. But it depends on the, 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 the logistics of the situation. I'd like to know how it unfolded. What led you to cheat? Right. Um, and what led you to cheat with said person? Yeah, no, let's talk about who you are at your core. But I will yeah, be, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest, if you are dating a girl like me and you cheat on a girl like me with a man, I prob- that probably will be a deal breaker for me because you're not about to embarrass me. You're not Why about is to that put my. Show? Oh, that is em- t- for me personally. Okay. That calls my womanhood into question. I wish I would date a nigga and he leave me for Daryl. No, 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 no. I, publicly, I wouldn't be able to handle that. <laughs> okay. Publicly, just Char. I can't speak for the other girls, but Char would not be able to handle you cheating on me and it becoming But this... what if it wasn't you? What if he really found love in you and because of his past... Char ain't able to reconcile If you ever that. cheated mm-hmm. on a woman with a man, you're not for me. Okay. You're not for me. Even, I mean, I'm not saying that, oh, you get a pass if you cheated with a woman, but it's an easier pill to swallow as far as it goes reaffirming my womanhood and the shit, like I said, some of the dysphoric shit that I'm going through. But you ain't about to so cheat can, on you're me. You're not going to go another route. You period. ain't about to cheat right. on me. You got with, a track record. Sorry, girl. Bye. Yes, you're not about to cheat on me with the go go dancer, with the big buff go go dancer from. <laughs> From fucking Revolver in West Hollywood. <laughs> That's what's not about to happen. On karaoke night. Fair that is what's n- absolutely not about to happen. So, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's gives and takes. Um, so, this week isn't necessarily a um, shout out, but... Jay's changing rules. No, 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 because I want to really bring attention to this because I'm seeing this again and again and again. Um, So Ebony Morgan is the 15th transgender person or woman killed this year. Um, Sexual violence against trans women um, needs to stop. So I feel like every single year for the past few years, and it's been happening before, but social media really um, amplifies amplifies Mm -hmm. when a transgender woman of color is killed and murdered. Particularly it, black. It's particularly black trans black. women. Yeah, but I've seen, la- I've seen Latina as well. But it's overwhelmingly it's black. overwhelmingly I'm black. I'm not and each, taking away yeah, from no, the Latina. And each year has grown. Yeah. Right. And, I, and I'm and i just baffled that, you know, usually when social media kind of takes over a topic, it kind of brings attention to it. And somehow we're here in June 
still seeing these tweets. Oh, because so, no one cares. No, that's what I mean. Yeah. No one cares. No one cares. But I want to bring... When you're black and trans, you have to be black. Even when with black women, mm-hmm. no one... Sandra Bland was the most talked about, but there was still Rakia Boyd. There's countless of other black mm-hmm. women. You have to be a black man who fits into the narrative in order for... Because even if you're a gay black man, especially if you're a, a fucking gender non-conforming black man, no one gives a shit. You have to fit into the narrative and be a black man for people to really talk about... Um, you're, that's just the way your murder. That's and, just the I way mean, and talk about it outside of remember, right? Or or, or say her or his name. Mm-hmm. You, it, it, it's always this in retrospect, but we're not talking about what systematic things we're doing Causes as a people, and effects. right? Mm-hmm. Right. Because right. people, I've seen a lot of think pieces and threads saying that black women are always are are are. are so underappreciated. You know, we just talked about this earlier, the plight of the black woman, and mm-hmm. then you lock trans with that, and it's just like, oh, no one gives a rat's ass. And and Jen Richards, I want to point out, Jen Richards, uh, who's at Smartass Jen on Twitter, she stars in her story show, which is available on the Reverie app. Um, she did a good thread that I never thought about as far as, because she's an actress, as far as hiring these cishet men to play trans women. It does something to the psyche when mm-hmm. you see when someone's in a role playing a woman and then they show up to the red carpet in a full beard. It, 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 it does something to the psyche mm-hmm. inadvertently that tells you that trans women aren't women. Trans women, all you need is good makeup and hair versus a Laverne where you see her pe- playing, you know, uh, Cameron on Doubt or Sophia Bursette on um, Orange is the New Black, and she's still a woman. In and out, she's still a A woman. woman. But when you see Jared Leto and things like that True representation matters. matters. Yes. But what she was saying, I say all that to say what she's saying is that conflates. Like, it it all threads together because that is adding inadvertently, and in all of our subconscious, that is adding to the violence against trans women because people are not looking at trans women as actual fucking women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They so, look at it as dress up. Yeah, so I just wanted to bring attention on that. Just one more way to bring attention, so yeah. our listeners are researching and kind of just being aware and informed. And do, I don't know what the like what well, happens. No, now? I really, I do you I, tell a friend. Do you like seriously, seriously? You know, part of all we're going through in the socio political climate that we're in is a part of the resistance and a part of, and it's not only about resisting Trump or resisting the administration. As I mentioned last week, it's about really being aware and and finding what your passion is and what what investments you want to make with your time. Mm-hmm. And um and I think that again, changing the way that you language and changing the way that you interact and changing the way that you project and treat trans people or 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 think about trans people can make all the difference. Because again, if we sit up there and want to hashtag Philando and want to hashtag Trayvon, right. but why is it something you, right. I think you need to again, it's not to not to make you feel bad or feel guilty about but start to challenge yourself mm-hmm. to think why have i not invested mm-hmm. in talking right. about these trans women mm-hmm. what is it about that that makes me as a as a cishet man what makes me or think or a cishet woman right or anything but, but saying anybody. is that will somebody think that i'm gay or that i like trans women mm-hmm. or that i whatever the start to really challenge yourselves as to what you've internalized and and perpetuate in society, because that's, I think, that's where you start. Absolutely. The humanity is just taken out. Yeah. Yeah. 
even with even with black girls, there, there was a, a study that came out on the New York Times that they thought that they were being revolutionary, I guess, by saying that black girls are uh, looked at as less innocent and as white. Black girls are literally hypersexualized, can't get away with shit. The darker they are, the less innocent they are. And like I said, when you mix black womanhood with transness, it is a recipe. I don't want to say for disaster, but it's a, a, literally a recipe for people to not give a fuck. And an uphill, an uphill battle. Uphill battle. Sorry well, to end the show on that note, yeah. but well, it's all Glad, about awareness. Glad is, you know, doing a good job at trying to increase the awareness yes. and stuff like that. Are Glad they? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. I found the article. Um, Glad, Glad, is is doing a good job of of holding holding the media accountable for representations as, and as best they for can. Because so many people that I read on Transgrio, shout out to Monica Roberts who runs Transgrio, the website. It's always like the original link that trans women are always being misgendered. That's one of my biggest fears. <laughs> like, in the event that I die in a violent way at the hands of a man, honey, do not, you, all my shit lines up, like my ID and everything says F, my name change was legal, like, do not misgender me, and you know. Yeah. Don't let me just become another just, well, there she was, she here probably one day, gone the next. Right. Yeah. Which I'm so fearful about that narrative. <laughs> do your work, folks. Do the work. You did say that. I had to think about it. You said Dave joke. Chappelle. It took me a minute. I'm like, what the fuck he got to do? But his comedy show, yeah. yes. It's a horrible comedy Thanks show. For Thanks Share, for listening. Share, retweet, tweet us. And, Hashtag uh, KT Radio. Rate. Come back next week. See All right, soon. guys. Bye, hopes. <laughs>